Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In The Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people and the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. I'm excited because I've been involved with uh, the San Antonio Lighthouse for a long time, uh, but kind of uh, haven't really touched base with you guys in a while. And I'm excited to introduce to you the brand new CEO, who is Cindy Watson. Uh, Cindy's uh, two weeks in San Antonio. Yes, this is my second week. Wow, what, but, but a Texan. Yes, yes, sir. It's good to be home. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, your story because, uh, well, do I do a spoiler or do I let you share? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, so Cindy has a, uh, a connection with the lighthouse, and that is Cindy is also visually impaired and blind. Now, our, okay, and ex- help me. What is the difference between describing someone as visually impaired and describing someone as blind? And where are you in the spectrum? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I refer to myself as someone who's blind, okay. um, although I do have some vision. Um, and so the range of some someone who's vision impaired could be that they they are really high functioning. They don't use a long white cane or have a service animal to get Mm -hmm. around independently. They may even drive a car with some assistive technology or assistive low vision aids all the way through to someone who has no light perception in what is often referred to or thought of when when you say the word blind. So there's a really a, a wide range. And for me personally, I am considered legally blind um, I do use a long white cane to navigate mm-hmm. around, and um, I do have some vision, but it's it's very poor. So I don't read printed material. I use speech technology to access print, um, and yeah, so I do have a little bit of vision, but it's enough to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so this makes for you an interesting and unique story as it relates to the San Antonio Lighthouse. Um, I know you work for the Lighthouse in Seattle. Is this the second Lighthouse, or were you with someone before that? Yeah, so Tell really, us your story. I, I'd be happy to. So uh, really my entire career, 20-plus years, has been dedicated to serving individuals who are adjusting to vision loss. And um, I have worked for many organizations like the Lighthouse uh, here in San Antonio, you referenced the lighthouse in Seattle, which is where I moved here from. Um, and I also worked in the Dallas area, the American Foundation for the Blind, as well as the Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind, and uh, <laughs> a lot of blind, <laughs> a lot of organizations serving people who are blind. But um, my my career started out in the Houston area, okay. which is where I'm from originally. Um, actually, working as a direct service provider, going into people's homes who were newly adjusting to vision loss and needed to learn tips and techniques and get introduced to resources and tools in order to overcome challenges that they're, that's been presented to them because of the vision loss. And so I started out my career actually working one-on-one with clients and then has evolved over the years. Very, very cool. So yeah. you, um, I presume, uh, have a unique um you bring something unique to, the, to this job in that um, you have a understanding and an empathy uh, for the people that you serve perhaps more than someone else would. 
Yeah, I do believe so. I mean, I know as a person who's lived with vision loss for many, many years, I was diagnosed at the age of nine. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I've never driven a car. Well, legally, anyway. Um, <laughs> no one has to know. Different story. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I do know personally what it's like to have uh, barriers and challenges around, um, you know, accessing and living an independent life, having barriers to employment and career opportunities. So I do believe that I have a unique perspective that helps me in um, in leading, inspiring the community, and communicating our mission for sure. One of the things that I remember uh, in talking to folks at the lighthouse is that um, basically, uh, while there were barriers, the thing that was great about the lighthouse was we're going to help you overcome those barriers and those obstacles. Um, and sometimes it was it was a simple, just a little tweak, and that's. Uh, it's it's amazing. As we keep talking, Cindy uh, Cindy Watson, our guest is our guest today on In the Loop. She is the brand new uh, CEO and president of the San Antonio Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and we're talking to her about the organization and her story too. Um, and um, uh, where do folks go for more information? Yeah, if you'll just visit our homepage, San Antonio for the Light, Lighthouse for the Blind and Vision Impaired. Uh, you'll find information about all of our programs and services. We have we really serve the community uh, in a wide a wide range from serving parents mm -hmm. who have babies who are diagnosed with vision loss and they need resources and how to raise a child who's experiencing vision loss, all the way through to young adults, <laughs> teenagers, seniors that are yeah. wanting to maintain their independence and they're uh, they're experiencing vision loss. So we we have services and programs really for all ages and all needs in the community. And uh, you can learn about those programs and services on our website, as well as all of our employment opportunities and the, the products and services that we sell through our social enterprise that both creates employment opportunities for people who are blind and generates revenue to, um, to fund our programs and services for the community. And one more time, you get to give out the, the website as often as you like. So what's the website again, the website address? <laughs> it's salighthouse.org. Salighthouse.org. And then um, we'll give it out again throughout the show. So you, you, you mentioned some, some broad things, and it, it just shows there are so many services that the uh, San Antonio Lighthouse has from cradle to grave uh, for folks here in San Antonio. Um, Let's do do one on one. Maybe is, is uh, a one on one uh, is kind of give an introduction and the mission of the the lighthouse. Although you've touched on it, and and some some things to brag on. Yeah, so I'd be happy to. How about the mission? How about the history? <laughs> so the the mission the mission specifically is empowering people who are blind and vision impaired, and that's a really broad statement, and it means a lot of things depending on the individual's needs, right? And so when I think about empowerment, I think of a lot of things for me personally, but my career, living independently. I'm a mom of two adolescents, so uh, being able to be an active mom and do the things that I need to do to be, to be an engaged mom, um, to access transportation and be involved in the community. So having a job, having a career, that's, that's empowerment, right? Being able to pay your own bills, and be a contributing part of the community. So 
depending on the individual, empowerment can mean a lot of different things. And that's why you see such a wide array of services for the community and employment opportunities within the Lighthouse. And toward that, the, the employment opportunities range, but they're part of one of the things that I, I, I know you all are very proud of is depending on the source, you're the first or second largest manufacturer in San Antonio. We are. Yes, we are. And our products um, are a wide range, and it's because we are focused on providing diversity and the employment opportunities for people who are blind. We have just under 500 employees across the organization, and over half of which are blind and vision impaired. And you will find individuals who are blind throughout our organization, from the CEO mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, individuals that are working in the manufacturing plant, making textiles and apparel. That's probably our largest product line is making military apparel. Um, but we also produce office products that we sell both commercially and to the federal government and to the state of Texas under specific uh, programs that promote employment for people with disabilities. And and then the the programs that you have for, for children, what do those look like? You well, mentioned those earlier. <laughs> I'll you're, be, you're not deploying them, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I'm still learning a little oh, bit good, about them. Oh, good, okay. But I will tell you that we. I know we have lots of exciting uh, activities and programs. I've been in our therapy rooms where we have uh, children that come in and they have an opportunity in a safe environment to play and just be kids and, you know, experience and discover because a person who's blind oftentimes tactily discovers their environment. And so having a space, safe space to be able to do that, um, to teach, te- teach parents how to give their kids opportunity to, to, to discover their environment through tactile discovery. So it's kind of train-the-trainer environment. Uh-huh. Or we're teaching the parents. We're also teaching the children. Um, we teach orientation and mobility, which is uh, those are certified trained professionals who actually teach people who are blind and vision impaired how to navigate space safely. So um, it's not intuitive using a long white cane and, and swiping it in front of you to know what's going, what's happening and when, where there's stairs and that sort of thing. So these certified professionals actually teach you those skills that you need so you can go out into the unknown environments and navigate safely and effectively. Yeah, it, it really, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, but it was amazing that, that just with a little bit of assistance, right. someone and uh, could go from basically being at home, not productive, and believing this, this was the way their life was going to be for the rest of their life, to to being independent, to being uh, having a career, as you mentioned, to having a job and all kinds of just it just changes. That's right. That's right. I mean, having the one of the things that we hear often about that what the San Antonio Lighthouse employment and the workforce brings to individuals is that sense of belonging, mm. people that are like you, you feel safe, you feel you're OK with being who you are. Your your employer understands what your needs are. You're not constantly educating and advocating for the the tools and techniques and and training that you need in order to be productive on the job. Um, But also learning from one another and inspiring one another to reach for more. I mean, if someone told me (laughs) years ago that I had the opportunity one day to be the president and CEO of a nonprofit, 
I would say you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, working in this field and meeting other blind professionals who have been mentors and, and inspiration to me has given me the opportunity to dream a bigger dream for myself. And that's what the Lighthouse does for our clients and our employees who are experiencing vision loss. Talk a little bit, uh, and you can even relate it to your experience in in Washington. Um, Talk a little bit about some of those tweaks and and what it means. I mean, you mentioned the atmosphere and the the people and that that feeling of trust, but um, what are some simple things that that the Lighthouse uh, uses in in terms of getting people back and employed and and working and doing things? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So in in the work site at the lighthouse in in our facilities you'll see lots of technology you'll see lots of jigs and fixtures that enable a person who's blind to be effective and accommodates for their vision loss um, and oftentimes <laughs> it's funny in our sewing department that the uh, guides and the things that you see on our machines that enable a person who's blind to be uh, safe and an effect effective operator actually helps tremendous amount with quality Hmm. and you would think okay well is there is there quality is there pricing is there delivery all the things you expect of a good business partner are those all in place absolutely our biggest customer is the military and they have very high expectations they and they have to because of safety of our soldiers right our quality is the best because we have these tools and techniques in place, the guides in place to ensure that we have consistency and a really high quality products that we're manufacturing. So that's one example. Um, you'll see a lot of technology. You'll hear speech. You'll hear computers talking. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear phones talking. You'll see large, larger monitors. You'll see large print on monitors. So all uh, anything that you can think of to accommodate for someone who has limited vision or no vision at all, um, and it really runs the gamut from really low-tech solutions like color contrast from the entryway of a door to another door, the transition of a, of a room. You may see a high contrast from the tile to carpet that helps a person with low vision understand that they're moving to a different space, as an example, uh, all the way through to high-tech solutions like speech technology. How and, and so in all your you've been doing this for twenty years you said twenty plus yeah yeah <laughs> yes how, how, it it just amazing I I know the answer but I want to hear you just give your 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 thoughts on it how have things changed in terms of, of what you could offer and problems you could solve yeah that's a that is a great question I mean I think the the number one barrier really around employment uh, the employment underemployment for people who are blind which is you know. The, the statistic that's out there is around 70% unemployment rate, which is, is right? staggering, right? And, um, you know, the biggest challenge is the perception of the community. And if you think about an HR hiring hiring manager that's screening applicants, and they, they immediately think how they, they learn that this candidate is blind, and they think, how can they possibly do X, Y, or Z job? And they don't know. And oftentimes, uh, those applicants will be screened out. We all know that's illegal, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's and we're all human. We're not, and we're going to base decisions based on what we know and our own lived experiences. And so, um, one of our biggest priorities is being very engaged in the community, 
and raising awareness about the capabilities of people who are blind with the proper skills and techniques and tools, really blind people can do just about anything. I mean, there's they can they're going to be able to drive soon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> These cars are coming yeah. out. I'm I hoping one day during my lifetime. <laughs> so no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit too. This you mentioned it, and and this is unique. Our guest today is Cindy Watson, the uh, brand new president and CEO of San Antonio Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. The website salighthouse.org. So all the things we talk about salighthouse.org. I'm going to go to some questions. I I I know I I was thinking about my last interview, and we were t- it was uh, talking about uh, folks and and soldiers and and stuff and. For folks that are listening whose lives are touched by visually uh, impaired, maybe someone in their life is visually impaired, maybe they are themselves and they're listening to this broadcast, um, you you probably from your experience know that is ill. I'll just ask, is there a reluctance to pick up the phone, to call, to, to, to ask for help or no? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do believe that um, when someone's adjusting to any type of change or disability in their life, um, that oftentimes there's a process that you go through, and that begins with kind of denial and maybe not wanting to reach out and get help. So I think it's super important for uh, friends, family members, caregivers who recognize that, that someone needs help but is not necessarily advocating for themselves to offer resources and share the resource of the San Antonio Lighthouse because there there is a reluctance to reach out, especially in the beginning. And that's even that's when we can help the most because there, there's so much hope just giving some knowledge and information about what's out there for someone who's adjusting to vision loss. Yeah, that's the word I, that, that kept popping up in my mind, too, is there is hope. There, there is hope. For someone who is down, for someone who uh, yeah. just won't pick up that phone, or for a family member, they just may, well, what's the point? That's but right. that's the amazing thing about the San Antonio Lighthouse is, is there is hope. There's 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 a strong likelihood that things will change. I might even ask you, too, you... Um, I know you don't probably don't have one from San Antonio yet because you're just too new. But do you have a favorite success story that uh, that you love to share? That just oh, this this is it. We're doing our jobs. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I one one st- I have many stories. Good. But I will I will tell you that one that I enjoy sharing because it's actually the story of the the very first client that I served when I was fresh out of college. Honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was on the job learning. I was going to this gentleman's home, and I was uh, conducting an assessment to understand what his needs were. Um, and, you know, he would, had lost his job because he is exper- was experiencing vision loss. His wife was working outside the home, and he, he had two little ones that were school age. And it was left up to him because he was at home to take care of getting the kids off to school and take care of, taking care of their needs. And he said, I can't tell time. Yeah. I can't read time. I can't see the clock. And so I always had a, you know, I had a bag of tricks ready. That was, that was my role is to have this bag of tricks. So I get out this talking watch and we program it together. I teach him how to use it. We set alarms and, 
you know, he was in tears all, I mean, over a talking watch. But I, I mean, at that moment, I realized like, this is serious business. I'm changing people's lives and it's simple and it's easy, but it's impactful. Yeah. I mean, the simple tasks that we take advantage of, like being able to read time is life changing for someone who's totally isolated and totally dependent on others because they don't know how to they don't know what's out there in terms of tools and resources to help them with adjusting to vision loss. And I'm guessing he had lost hope that he would be able to, to figure out, to solve this issue. Absolutely. That's so a great story. That one little yeah. device changed that trajectory because now it's like, well, what else is out there? <laughs> if yeah. there's a talking well, watch, true. there's a talking other things, right? Yeah, then you begin, because that's <laughs> then you get involved and believe there is hope. And Absolutely. when you have belief, you can now say, okay, hey, yeah. could, this is another issue I'm having. Is there anything? Oh, that's great. That's right. So having a peer group. Um, we have support groups mm-hmm. at the Lighthouse. We do those bo- both virtually and in person, and we actually have them in different parts of the community. We bring services to um, the communities where there's a need, and support groups are huge, especially in the beginning part of the process of adjusting to vision loss because you learn from one another. You learn those little tricks and tips on how to accommodate your vision loss. And who better to teach you than your peer that's yeah. that's old hat, right? Um, I've gone through that. Let me tell you the deal. This is how you do this. And, it, and it's, <laughs> it's much more approachable if, if a peer tells you than someone sure. may, maybe who is, who is even paid to tell you because yeah. you may not believe they understand what you're really going through. And it, when a peer brings it out, yeah, support groups makes a lot of sense. We have about five minutes left, um, Cindy. Uh, I, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but I want to make sure we cover everything that you wanted to talk about with the San Antonio Lighthouse. <laughs> uh, before I do, what else uh, do you want to make sure that folks know? Well, I would. I want to say that I um, ex- I'm super excited to be back in Texas. As I said, I can't wait to to get really involved in the community, uh, much as Mike Gillum, the former CEO, did. I plan to continue that um, continue that pattern of being very involved in the community. And we really want the community to be a part of the lighthouse. So we hold we hold open houses mm. once a month. We invite the community to come in to learn about the lighthouse, to tour, like you did, and mm-hmm. have an opportunity to actually uh, understand how we set up manufacturing opera- operations to accommodate vision loss, learn about our programs and services. Um, and meet the staff and find out how to get involved with the lighthouse. We have volunteer opportunities. We do events um, during non-pandemic times. Yeah. Uh, that certainly has affected some of some of our events for sure. But um, we're looking forward to get getting all of that back on track. But we are having an open house tomorrow. In fact, oh okay, um, and that tomorrow would be Thursday, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the nineteenth. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, that happens. All so the time. we, but we have those once a month. Uh, so I would encourage folks. Uh, Google San Antonio Lighthouse for the Blind, learn about our upcoming activities in the community, learn about our events, see how you can get involved, come for a tour. You Really, the tour is the secret sauce. Of, yeah. Uh, you don't understand. I can tell, I can say a lot of words, but until you come and see it for yourself, it's, it, it, it just means so much more to actually visit the lighthouse. So yeah, please and, come for a tour. And a huge number of folks employed. Uh, I, w- I forget the percentage, but there was uh, uh, 
I'm trying to cheat real quick and find the percentage that are visually impaired. Yeah, about 50% uh, of our uh, workforce. 50%? So okay. about 250 of our 500 employees are blind or vision impaired. Okay. I mean, it's really incredible. Okay. It is incredible, yeah. Um, so the website to go to, salighthouse.org, salighthouse.org. Our guest today, uh, Cindy Watson, who is the brand new president, not uh, two weeks old, uh, <laughs> CEO and uh, the uh, president and CEO of the San Antonio Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And... Uh, Okay, I have a weird question to ask you. Okay. Okay. So you were nice, and you talked about the how someone who is hiring might uh, react mm-hmm. and might you, – you, you were empathetic with them and what they were going through. They just didn't understand. Right. So I'm going to ask you a weird question. Okay. What don't we understand about the visually impaired? So, And you can speak to it more than anybody else. Um, what don't I understand about you? Oh, you know, that's a great question. I, I think um, if I can introduce some levity to this. Sure. <laughs> um, we hear well, most of us. There oh, are okay. <laughs> There are some individuals who experience both vision and hearing loss, but that's a small percentage of the population. So, you know, I, I would say, you know, engage people who are vision impaired or blind just as you would engage someone who's sighted. Okay. You know, speak to the person who's blind and not their companion, for example. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like to order for myself, um, and my husband does not order for me. Sometimes I order for him. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. And, you know, it's okay if you're not sure and you'd like to know if somehow you could be helpful, if it looks like someone may need some assistance and you encounter a person who's blind in the community, simply ask, is there some way I can help you? Um, and if they say no... You know, don't be offended. They, you don't. They may. Right. They, who knows what they're what's going on? They may be trying to figure out something that's going on in their environment so that they are problem solving for the future. So, but I think it's always nice to ask. Sometimes they may need help, yeah. <laughs> and they would appreciate it. So, very, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be curious. Don't be. Don't be shy, and don't feel uncomfortable. Um, I think it's okay to not know and not necess- and, and we're all worried about being politically correct right. and saying the right things. And do I say the word see to a someone who can't see? Yes, that's mm. part of the voca- our vocabulary and that's just part of what we do. So um, I say just relax and engage and learn and be curious and that will kind of break down the barriers. Very cool. And you'll meet some really great people. Um, we've run out of time. Okay. This was great. You did a great job. Uh, SALighthouse.org, SALighthouse.org, the website. Our guest today, Cindy Watson, who is the uh, new president and CEO for the San Antonio Lighthouse. And uh, we will say goodbye for today. If you didn't get the websites, if you didn't get the information, call me. I'm Milton. I'm here at the station. I'll be happy to get it for you. We'll Thank say you. goodbye for today. Join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick.